This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. These men are consummate snowball artists. Mackey and Judd. Is this true? Yes, it's true. On 1500 ESPN. Any sports show or hosts can make predictions, but these guys keep a record of theirs. Gentlemen, we are keeping score. Believing in their prognosticating abilities so much. Listen now as Phil, Judd, and Dave write that down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Ooh, a lot of work to do in this accountability session here today, gentlemen. Uh, by the way, uh, we're taking listener submissions for write that down predictions. You can just email anytime during the week, Mackie and Judd at 1500ESPN.com. Make sure you put write that down in the subject line to make it easier for us to distinguish your email from uh, any other emails that we get so we can just file them away. So, man, a lot of stuff came off the board here. Dave had a good week. Uh, Judd, eh, we'll get to those, and then we'll give our predictions for the week here. Let's start with this one. Uh, listeners who are swinging for the fences. Listeners have predicted in the last uh, few weeks, these are things that came off the board, that Teddy Bridgewater, this is Dan L., Teddy Bridgewater will lead Denver to the playoffs next year. Now, I guess he could get traded in some weird twist to Denver, but I don't if that happens, then Dan, get a hold of us and we'll we'll revisit it yeah. at that time. Uh, let's see here. Roderick predicted Teddy will return to the Vikings, but Sam and Case will not. And Roderick also predicted that Teddy will sign a more lucrative contract than Bradford. How did Bradford get $20 million? $20 million. Um, Cardinals didn't pay attention. I have no idea. That's amazing. Well, it's fif- it's it's only fifteen guaranteed, right? With the potential for twenty, only yeah. fifteen guaranteed. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I predicted that Tiger would win the Valspar. Uh, so close, so close. Um, I predicted Case Keenan would get at least thirty-five million dollars guaranteed on his next contract. He got thirty-five, thirty-six million, but only twenty-five was guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said the Twins would spend at least $40 million on a pitcher this offseason. They spent $40 million, um, I think, even on pitching, if you do the math, but not all on one guy. So. Okay. Uh, but I did redeem myself by saying the Vikings would sign Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Double for that. I mean, wasn't a guarantee. The Jets were in the mix. And that the Twins would sign Lance Lynn. Yeah. Double mm-hmm. for that. There's a bunch of options, and they signed Lance Lynn. Mm-hmm. So a couple extra base hits there. Dave had a great week. Dave predicted, uh, well, he predicted the Wild would sweep through Canada. But. Should have known better when it comes to the Wild, Dave. He said the Vikings' week one starter 
was not on the roster last year, that it would be a different quarterback altogether. And so even if it's Simeon, then now if both those guys blow their knees out and Kyle Sloter has to start week one, I guess we'd have to revisit this. But think I'm safe. I don't think that's going to happen. This is the Vikings, Dave. I said I think. Uh, you said the Vikings will have closure on their quarterback situation by 3.32 p.m. on Wednesday. He hadn't signed yet, but like it was all being reported. Like They had closure. And uh, let's see. You said the Wolves. So those are both. Uh, the first one was a double on the week one starter. Then that one's a, more of a single because we kind of knew that. Uh, then you said Edina would not win the state title. Double A. <laughs> what was that, Judd? I'm number one? Oh, I just... my. Finger hurt for a second. Okay. Small ache. I had to extend it to get the pain out. Is it an itch or more of a, a oh, more No, it pain was like there? a joint. It was joint pain. Okay. I'm getting Just old. making sure. Uh, that's a single because there's eight teams in the bracket, and uh, but it's a good solid Just single. going against Judd. Yeah. I think this one's a triple, though. You predicted the Wolves would win at least two of their next five games. Yeah, that is definitely because we I mean, all, that's a yeah. brutal part of the schedule that people yep. thought they might go 0 for 8, and you said not only will they win two, it'll be in this five-game chunk, and, and the Warriors are one of them, so... That's got to be a triple for them to, Definitely to, to pay that it. off. And they paid it off before they even went through like yep. all five games. Boom, boom. So uh, Dave Harrigan with a nice little week. Nice work. All right, Judd. You did say that Case Keenum would sign with the Broncos. And that's a double. Okay. You also said earlier that Case Keenum would sign with the Cardinals. You were hedging. I don't seem to recall that one, but that's cool. <laughs> you said I remember he, the Bronco prediction. You said Edina would win the uh, 2A title. Nice job, Hornets. Sam Bradford will sign a long-term contract with the Vikings. When did I say that? Oh, that must have been ages ago. I think it was after week one. I'm pretty sure it was after week one. Well, you know, I had the best of intentions at the time. Major League Baseball will announce steps this offseason to get rid of bench-clearing brawls. Unless they're going to do that, like, next week. No, they don't have the guts to do it. Case Keenum will sign a three-year deal with someone other than the Vikings. You said Teddy Bridgewater will sign a three-year deal with the Vikings. That's been a long time ago. That Teddy Bridgewater will start week one for the Vikings. <laughs> and that Kirk Cousins would sign with the Jets. Oh, he had $2 million more he turned down. <laughs> so here are the batting averages as follows. Uh, Dave is up to 480 on the season. Woo! Nice. Congratulations, up to 480. Very nice. Slugging 920. Oh, my. And we are like, we're... 25% of the way through the write that down season. So that's a pretty good start to the season. Mm-hmm. Judd is all the way down to 265 after that rough week. Still slugging 529. So you've got extra base hits, which was your problem last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm up to 241 and slugging 414. So not quite embarrassing anymore. The listeners are down to 200 and the guest predictors are down to 200. So time to pick it up, listeners. No, the list, I like, you know what? The, f- the fact uh, the that the listeners are hitting 200 are... and slugging 800, by yeah, the they're way. They're swinging for the it's fences. They're Adam Dunn. Let's not stop them. <laughs> I like the fact that the listeners step up to the plate on a weekly basis and attempt to hit bombs. Yeah. Good for them. Slugging 800 and uh, and only batting. I am... Write it down. You like writing things down. All right. Fire away, Judd. <clears throat> Kirk Cousins. Will throw at least three touchdown passes on opening day slash night next season. Week one, Kirk Cousins will throw at least three touchdown passes in his regular season Viking debut in 2018. All right. Write it down. You like writing things down. And we don't even know who they play week one. Right? I don't so care. He's gonna <laughs> prove them wrong. It's a team that it's a team that didn't believe in Kirk Cousins. Could be the Eagles, could be the Patriots, Saints. 
on the schedule? Write it down. You like writing things down. I almost made that nearly exact same prediction, but did think ahead that, hmm, that could be on the road in Philadelphia. I don't feel comfortable with that. Yeah. So instead, the prediction is Kirk Cousins, when he makes his U.S. Bank Stadium debut, home debut regular season, will be responsible for three touchdowns, either throwing or running them in himself, and he will throw for at least 350 yards, no interceptions. Wow. Wow. Very specific. Whoa, okay. That's a nice little parlay. Thank you. Going out into the future. All right. Write this down. All right. Since we're on the Kirk Cousins uh, wagon, I'll give you a little little parlay here. The Vikings will not have the same record. They will not. They will not be as good in the regular season. They will finish exactly eleven and five, and they will make it at least to the NFC Championship game again. After that, they're on their own. But they will. <laughs> they will get. They will get to. They will finish eleven and five. Yep. And they will get back to at least the NFC Championship game. All right. And I can't make right now. I'm not going to make any promises or any other predictions beyond that. But that's that's the parlay. Write this down. Off the uh, off the football train onto the baseball one. The Minnesota Twins will advance to the American League Championship Series this Whoa. season. The Min- oh I am, yep. my! That's right, gentlemen. I am swinging for the fences here. The Twins will not be out in the wild card game this year. They will not be out in the American League Division Series. No, 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 no. They will make the ALCS in 2018. Wow. You heard it here first. Going for it all. Write right. this down. Not even a forced home run segment, too. Nope, I'm going for it. All right, Dave. I made this prediction last year, and it came to be the greatest upset, I believe, in write-that-down history, that it didn't come true. I'm going back to the well. The University of Connecticut women's basketball team will win the NCAA tournament. You went for you were just trying to get on the board last year with a little seeing eye single. <laughs> they got beat by Mississippi State. You might have just done it again to them. Oh, you know weird. what? If Gino loses, oh no, dang! I Is lost Gino to write gone? that down. If Gino d- goes back to back years without championships, I think we might be calling for his head. I think Gino has lost a total of two games in the last five calendar years. <laughs> Can't be losing those championship games. Ridiculous. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, write this one down. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm just going to put this in the write that just to make it official and write that down. Uh, Villanova and Virginia are the favorites to win the NCAA uh, men's tournament, and then there's there's other one seeds and two seeds. Purdue or Gonzaga will win the NCAA tournament. Either Purdue or Gonzaga, the two teams I have in my brackets. I want to go on the record to make sure I get credit or punished with Purdue well, or my, Gonzaga my winning the NCAA tournament. My team's not going to win it, so that's no problem. No, Arizona will not be winning. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. My final write that down is <clears throat> involves the White Bronco. Case Keenum will be picked off at least five times in the first three weeks of next season. Okay. It's time to return the slipper case. It was a great little <laughs> run for you, but you're going to be playing in Denver. You're not going to have the advantage of the advantages of having Stefan Diggs and Thielen. You are uh, going to be playing for a team that has Bill Musgrave as your offensive coordinator, not Pat Shermer, and therefore you'll be picked off at least five times in the opening three weeks of next season. A little too reckless. Fair enough. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Then. Not only will Judd Zolgad obviously not have the winner of the NCAA tournament correct in his bracket, that being Arizona, they're already out. He will go 0 for 4 with his final four teams. <laughs> I don't even know who, who they are. Who are my other three? I have no idea, but you will I don't go either. 0 for 4. I don't remember either. <laughs> well, That's how quick I did the bracket. It's 0 for 1. Did you lose any? Were there any other major upsets yesterday? Not really. Just two upsets. 
Two upsets, and that was it. Okay. Uh, do you do you remember any of the other teams in the Final Four? No. I'm sure it's good ones. <laughs> I Because I think I picked mostly chalk after that, but I have no idea. Does this go along with your you don't like games thing, or you don't like picking brackets either? I don't enjoy brackets. They're just, it's, it's, they're always won by people that are picking by jersey color and things like that. It, they just bore me. I used to like them a while back, but yeah, I don't really care. So why anymore. don't you pick by jersey color then? Pick by mascot. I don't even know what you see. How you do? I could. I just, I, I flew through it as quick as possible. I had to do it for work, so I did it. It's like homework. It's like a chore. I did it as quick as possible. It's like how I took the SAT test back in the day. The SAT test I, I, no, I think there's a fear of failure here with you. That There's a theme that keeps popping up with beer games, mm-hmm. with brackets, I don't with think, now the SAT. If I tell myself I'm not going to try, then I don't have to be upset yeah. when I no, do. No, yeah, there's no, some deep psychological. No, 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 no. This is like Psych 101. No I'm, no, I'm bored by it. I can't tell you guys enough. I'm bored. It's not a the fear SAT of failing because I'm not afraid of the failing. The SAT was your gateway to the Ivy League. It was your gateway to a future. Well, then I shouldn't have gone out drinking the night before. <laughs> Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. <laughs> That's I'm, going a little far. I know. I, I had fun. Write this down. This is my final one of the week, and then we'll get to the listener ones. Uh, the, the Twins will trade at least two of their top ten prospects for a pitcher before mm. the July 31st trade deadline. Uh, and that'll be according to Baseball America's rankings. So two of their top ten prospects. Okay. Uh, according to... Also, either Baseball America or MLB.com. Give myself a little wiggle room there. Okay. Uh, by July, for, for a pitcher specifically. Sure. All right. Here's some listener predictions. These are, man, these. Write it down. You like writing things down. Some, uh, some good ones in here. Mike S. predicts, write this down. Kirk Cousins will be in the top three in the NFL in passing touchdowns and yards, but will also be in the top three in interceptions and times sacked. So Cousins will be very active, apparently. Uh, Dan Q. predicts, write this down. Write this down. Teddy Bridgewater will throw for 300 yards and two-plus touchdowns while leading the Jets to a win over the Vikings in their matchup in 2018. And Teddy will suffer a season-ending knee injury during the same season. Wow. (laughs) Better hope the Jets and Vikes play early in the year. We don't know yet. Uh, Rusty. Write this down. Predicts two of the three quarterbacks the Vikings are giving up on from last year will end the season with a higher QBR than Kirk Cousins. Write this down. Roderick is back, taking another uh, bite of the apple. He predicts Kirk Cousins will have the highest QB rating in the NFC North in 2018. Write it down. You like writing things down. And Kevin W. caps our listener predictions off by saying the Wolves won't win a playoff game this year. So, Mackie and Judd at 1500ESPN.com if you want to go on the record. Go listeners. Yep. Improve that average. We're going to come back, talk some brackets with our buddy Myron Medcalf. Uh, later on, Courtney Cronin with some non-quarterback Vikings news. Uh, this is your last day, by the way, to uh, to sign up for your chance to win a free listing side commission with the Chris Lindahl team. All yet, So, midnight tonight is the deadline. So, you got about uh, 14 hours or so. If you want for free, no commission... The full Chris Lindahl team marketing experience. All you have to do is go to chrislindahl.com. That's Chris with a K to register. Or 763-401-SOLD. We're talking about the best and uh, top REMAX results team in America here. And also probably the, the foremost marketing experts in the industry across the country as well. And they apply all of that knowledge and experience and all of the uh, the tactics that can create a competitive environment for your home 
to your home and the sale of your home to help you make maybe tens of thousands of dollars more on the sale of your home. And the deadline is midnight tonight. This is your last chance to win a free listing side commission with the Chris Lindahl team. ChrisLindahl.com, Chris with a K, or 763-401-SOLD. Mackie and Judd are back. I've been waiting for this for a long time. On 1500 ESPN. One time out, they don't take it. It's time for another member of the Mackie and Judd Show to tell you all about his NCAA tournament bracket, even though you didn't ask. All right, Myron Medcalf out in Bristol, ESPN. Uh, the, the floor is yours to either complain or rave about your uh, your first day bracket, uh, even though nobody asked. So go ahead. I, I don't even know that it's really a bracket anymore. It's more of an embarrassment. That's what I've been trying to. That's what I've really been calling it. So. No. Um, you know, Arizona messed me up at Arizona the final fourteen. <laughs> yeah, Judd, Judd uh, had Arizona winning it all. Plan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they didn't care about me. Kind of selfish. Uh, South Dakota State beating Ohio State that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I had mm-hmm. all the elevens beating the six seeds that didn't happen. Houston oh, wow. beat San Diego State. <laughs> so my bracket. I mean, we haven't held a funeral for it yet, but my guess is by about five o'clock today we will. Pretty close. Yeah. We're getting there. So, we don't care that you don't give a shit. That's because that's what the season's all about. This has been a member of the Mackie and Judd Show telling you all about his NCAA tournament bracket. So, Myron, <laughs> I had this figured out, I thought, perfectly. Be because I watched a ton of college basketball when the golfers were good. And then yeah. and then it all what fell What years were we talking, Judd? What years were that? We, we're talking two months. We're talking. We're talking the the in the eighties. The or? last the last game I went to this year. I took the wife to the Miami game. Williams okay. was sold out. Great environment, and I'm thinking to myself, Gopher basketball is back, Myron. Gopher basketball is back. So I sit down to do my bracket on Tuesday, and I'm like, I don't know a thing about this. But the one thing I do know is that when a team is challenged, when a team is persecuted, when a team feels like they're up against it, the Arizona Wildcats are going to shove it up the NCAA's you-know-what and be celebrating in San Antonio. So I picked them to win it. And they didn't show up last night. What happened? Uh, they They got just bullied, I thought. Like, like to me, and I was down in Arizona when all that stuff was happening with Sean Miller for nine days. I mean, how many people have been in Tucson, Arizona this season more than I have as a reporter? And they looked good. Like, they were playing through the adversity, and DeAndre Ignis is excelling. They just didn't look like much of a team. And I think Buffalo surprised them with, obviously, they got hot from the three-point line, and they surprised them with how physical they are. Like, Buffalo played the way an underdog should play in the tournament. I don't care that you're Arizona. I don't care that you have the number one pick in the NBA draft. I don't care that you got these five-star kids and we don't. We're going to whoop you. You know, we're going to rough you up. And I think that's what Buffalo did. And I think Arizona was not prepared for that physical element. But listen, you got to go out with some respect and dignity. And to get blown out by 21, I mean, Nate Oates is putting his his walk-ons in at the end of the game against Arizona, that was the greatest embarrassment of Sean Miller's career. Yeah, other than just like profuse sweating, but yeah, that yeah. was 
Um, so what I th- I think that. I, I tend to fall into the trap sometimes of trying to get too tricky picking like the like the Buffalo upsets, but then rarely do those teams move on. How many teams seeded, let's say six, seven, or worse, or even double digits, actually have a realistic, meaningful chance to get to the Final Four in your mind this year? Or is it all going to be kind of fool's gold and it'll sort itself out with the Villanovas and the Virginias by the end? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the four seeds and up. Yeah. You know, to me, it's it's Gonzaga and up, and I had Arizona, but I knew there. I mean, Kentucky has a five times to get there, especially now that they don't have to go through Arizona. Um, but yeah, the six, the sixes, uh, anything below that, they're fun. Like Loyola, Chicago's fun. Uh, I think they can beat Tennessee actually, but can they win it all? Can they get to the final four? I, I don't see that happening. Uh, in Ohio State, even a five seed, a Houston, I think is a good team. Uh, do I see them reaching the final four? No. So I think at the end we're going to have the Kentuckys and Virginias and the Michigan State and Villanova's all fighting it out in San Antonio in a couple weeks. Is the uh, Pac-12 in trouble, or is this just basically a one-season blip in your mind, Myron? I think they're in trouble. I mean, Steve Alford has had multiple elite recruiting classes, and what does he have to show for it? Not a whole lot, right? Um a USC team that brought everybody back this year couldn't even get into the tournament, uh, and they're losing a bunch of talented guys, some to the NBA. Arizona has zero commitments in its recruiting class. Think about that. Zero commitment wow. in its recruiting class, and this is Arizona that's losing DeAndre Ayton and a bunch of other talented players. So when you look at the premier teams in that league struggling, you certainly have to go, wow. You know, how, how are they going to look a year from now? And, and it's not just basketball, guys. It's football, too. You know, they got destroyed in the bowl season. I mean, this has been a remarkably bad year overall for the Pac-12. Yeah. Uh, Myra Medcalf from ESPN is with us. Uh, you can He's hanging out in Bristol. You were on uh, ESPN2 this morning on Golik and Wingo. So um, um, it's, it is a buzzkill that the Gophers aren't here and playing in some form and, and seated somewhere. We all thought that they would be three months ago. And now here they sit. They lose Nate Mason, who uh, who winds up. I feel like they kind of wasted the career of one of the better point guards in uh, in Gopher history. You know, with, with the three solid freshmen coming in next year, and uh, if if you get Jordan Murphy and Amir Coffey to come back, what do you do? They bounce back. Do you expect the Gophers to be in the NCAA tournament next year? What are expectations for uh, for Patino and company? I don't think you can have that many expectations for a team that collapsed away that they did, and I know it's Reggie Lynch, you know, losing him was huge, but they still had some all-conference-level guys and couldn't make the field in a very weak year for the Big Ten. I think the Big Ten will be better next year. You know, I think some of these young teams that struggled, um, some of the teams that were on the cusp, the Penn States, you know, uh, guys like Carr and some of those talented players they have, they're going to keep getting better. Um, so I think the Big Ten will be more than a four-bit league. Uh, I think Minnesota has the talent and personnel to position itself to get into the tournament, but how many times have I thought that uh, under Richard Pitino? And it happened last year before this, um, and it didn't happen this year, obviously due to a number of injuries and things like that. But even when that they played Miami, uh, the game the jump was at, I was at that too. I just didn't think they looked like a team that was going to have a clear-cut argument on selection Sunday. So mm-hmm. it's all on Richard Pitino to me, and what he can do with this group that's coming in and whether or not he can get them to play together consistently and avoid any of the off-court drama that affected this team. 
And what, what that game, I, I think, going back to it, showed us was this. If I'm not mistaken, that was the game that McBrayer had a leg infection, Myron, and didn't play in. And, yes. you, and you quickly watched that team play and said they have no depth. There is just yes. no bench there. And, and you know, Kanate uh, and Gas might, might have been good kids. I have no clue. But the fact was they couldn't play basketball. No. No. They were they were really just there. Um, and they'll be deeper next year. Again, George Murphy, to me, can play his way onto a, a, a roster at the next level. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love his game. Uh, Amir Coffey, healthy, I think can play his way onto a roster. But now is where you go to coaching and say, your job is to make this work. Like Your job is to bring this group together and get into the tournament. When teams like Syracuse are getting to the tournament and, and UCLA uh, and Arizona State, teams that really did nothing in conference play, when those teams are getting to the tournament, mm-hmm. it ain't that hard to get into the tournament. You know, 68 teams go. You should be one of those teams if you're Minnesota. Hey, uh, FBI case goes where next? I mean, you know, cl- clearly the NCAA folks don't want to discuss it right now, and I get that. But what's the next domino uh, to fall, or what's the next step in this case? Like, my only legal expertise and legal background, fellas, is CSI Miami. Uh, Nothing wrong with that, they Joe. Usually, well, they solved their cases in 60 minutes. <laughs> so Most do, that's true. Yeah, but this is all supposed to be over by now, so I don't... I don't know what's next. I mean, these trials, people don't realize, for the assistants who are arrested, aren't scheduled until 2019. And we all know when you schedule a trial date, there's no guarantee it's going to happen then. This thing could drag on for years and years. Um, I think, you know, you wonder if there will be more leaks. A federal judge in the case earlier this week basically told all of the lawyers involved, said, look, if there's another leak, you're going to be in big trouble. So I wonder if that's going to make people more cautious. But... The vibe around college basketball is that some big shoes are still coming. Some big shoes will drop in this thing. Some big names are still coming. I think that's the sense you get is that the FBI is just waiting to pounce. Will they do it before the Final Four? Will they do it before the recruiting season gets underway this offseason? I don't know. But, you know, the vibe is they didn't do this to go after four Division One assistant coaches. They're going after head coaches. They're going after people who run the game. And uh, they're not going to stop until they get. Yeah, Myron, it's been uh, it's been fun watching you on ESPN two and uh, following your coverage, and we'll see you sometime soon, your man. Thanks for the March Madness talk. Thanks, Myron. Hey, hey thanks, fellas, for having me. All right, Myron Medcalf from the Mothership. Dave, what kind of stuff do you have when we come back? Judd's not the only one crying over his bracket today. A very high-profile talking head made a bold <laughs> claim on Twitter. What that what. That just describes Judd perfectly. What do yeah. You mean? yeah, thank you. I, I, shockingly, this guy actually has even more people that pay attention to him. And a couple extra zeros on the end of his contract. <laughs> yeah, it didn't go well either. Mackie and Judd are back. Lights, camera, action. On 1500 ESPN. And stuff you should know about is sponsored by Discover Card. Discover Card will match all of the cash back new card members earn at the end of their first year. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. And now, ladies and gentlemen, please rise. Men, remove your caps as we honor America and the Twin Cities sports scene with the playing of Stuff You Should Know About. All right, Dave Harrigan. I'm standing up at attention for Stuff You Should Know About because that's what I was told to do. You're actually sitting down. Yeah, I was insincere. Sort of leaning back a little bit. I'm more insincere, Judd. It was insincere. 
Wow. I give it a shot, okay? 17.3 million brackets were submitted in ESPN's tournament challenge. Boy, it's funny. They weren't promoting that at all. Over 3 million had... All organic? They were talking all football on Tuesday. Drove me crazy. I wanted to hear more NCAA talk. Over 3 million, 3.1 million, in fact, had Arizona advancing to the final four. One point, almost 9 million had them advancing to the title game. And 851,000 had them advancing and winning it all. Simpletons. Champions of the NCAA. Simpletons. Perhaps he didn't fill it out in the ESPN Tournament Challenge pool, but a certain Skip Bayless did send out the tweet yesterday. I'm picking Arizona to win it all as a four seed because of DeAndre Ayton, who at 7-1 has NBA superstar potential, plays so hard and smart for his age. Maybe I'm expecting too much too soon, but he's easily the best player in this tournament. You know what? If if I have to lose, but Skip also lost, I'm okay with it then. Obviously, there was a lot of people been making fun of him on Twitter, you know, poking fun at uh, the uh, the wrong prediction. One of those guys uh, goes by the uh, Twitter handle at Mr. Marquart. He responded to Chip uh, to Skip as he uh, tweeted that UB is going to upset Arizona tonight. Book it. Obviously, he was right, and I can't stop laughing at this. The photo of Shannon Sharp throwing his head back, screaming, and the Scoop. caption added under there, Scoop! But there's an L before the P, so he put Scoop. in the lisp, Scoop! Oh, my God. So if you were watching on TV this morning, on, Phil, Scoop. what would it have sounded like when Shannon Sharp got a hold of Skip? Are you going to tell me, you're going to tell me, after all the controversy, Skip now, come on, Skip, you better than that now. You're going to tell me after all that controversy, the Arizona's just going to put it all behind them, and they're just going to run through the NCAA tournament. Ha! You audio mind, Skip. Audio mind. Well done. That's very good. Yes, very good. Skip. More bracket stats for you, courtesy of ESPN Stats and Info. Out of the 17.3 million submitted, 6,306 remain perfect. That seems like a big number, but as they point out the percentage, that's only 0.04% of all brackets. So they're soon to be busted. And the other fun fact, 18 brackets went 0 for 16. Wow. Uh, I'm always amused, like that year 10 years ago where George Mason made it to the Final Four, Mm -hmm. and there were like 11 perfect Final Fours or something. Who are these people? Like, so it's clearly people who went to George Mason and then just picked Duke and UConn and whoever else was in the Final Four that year. But that's always amazing. Or the people who have perfect brackets through into the Sweet 16 or close to the Elite Eight. And no one ever, it's almost impossible to get a, I don't think anyone's ever done a perfect bracket, but to like accurately predict that this 11 and that 13 are going to beat this team over here and then make it to the, and then, and then uh, pick a couple one seeds. Is it blind luck? Is it? I don't know. Mascots. Dave's right. I'm doing mascots next year. You should go to mascots. Who's La Loyola Chicago's mascot? They got a good one? I have no idea, but Neither I'll know next I. year if they make it. Well, I'm sure they're great. Well, they got a win yesterday. Maybe th- maybe it was thanks to the mascot, or maybe it was thanks to 98-year-old sister Jean Dolores Schmidt. Oh, thank God. Thank God you did it because we knew we would do it. And when we were in the locker room ahead of the game, we just knew that we would do this. Our team is so great, 
and they don't care who makes the points as long as we win the game. And I said we want to win the big, get the big W up there, and we did. You guys see that gal over TV yesterday? No, I did I not. Did not. Oh, the only ninety-eight-year-old I saw on TV was uh, Sydney Hartman. And he didn't sound quite that spry. No, she <laughs> sounds great. She looks great. She's the chaplain for the Loyola uh, Chicago basketball team. She shows up at practices, slaps the guys on the back. She sends detailed emails to the coach. It keeps her young after game. Absolutely. 98, and she cool. got to see the Loyolas get a win. Uh, these guys, uh, I, I know that Collar and Judd on Saturday Morning Sports Talk this last week were talking about, like, would you want to live forever? Would that would that be appealing to you? Through cryogenics, if you died and they put your head in, in the freezer like they did Teddy Ball game, yeah. and then they solve what killed you, and they can put your head back on it and bring you back. And I said no, and Matthew said yes. What if it was just, have you guys seen the movie Death Becomes Her? With Goldie no. Hawn back in the I think early I did 90s. ages ago. And it's about you can take a potion and live forever. Okay. Your body gets to be kind of fragile where if you fall, your arm might like break off or something like a mannequin. <laughs> That's a negative. But I- would you guys ever want to live forever? If you if you progressed to like 90 and then your body just kind of stayed the same at 90 and you had to live that way forever? Uh, no. Until about the time I was 35 or so, I probably would have said yes to that question. Now at 48, no way. <laughs> now you're just ready for it sti- to be all over. I'm not sticking around. <laughs> you're ready no. for it to be this done. Pl- I'd this- have to have some semblance of youth, wouldn't you? Well, and let's be honest, <laughs> this place is screwed up. This earth is screwed up. I don't need to stick around for <gasps> in perpetuity. I've seen enough already, I think. Plus, we can't have everyone living forever. We wouldn't have enough room to yeah, roam exactly. around, right? There's gotta, you got to get out of here. Let somebody else. I'm very happy with my coming demise. So, like, when when's a good time to go for you? Tuesday? Oh, no, that, no, I never say that. I'd Are like you like another my, ten- Like, 80. I'd like to live to 80-ish. I think that'd be a, a, a good, good number for you. Yeah, I mean, my, my mom died this summer, 83. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's a pretty good sure. run. I mean, I don't want to die at 60. But I do not want to, but this whole thing of, you know, you can be 98 years old and just like Sid, uh-uh, I'm not sticking around for that. Quote, as much as it was a great honor to be the voice of Monday Night Football, and you guys know me well enough, and certainly a lot of my friends and family do, it wasn't a tremendous amount of fun in the last two years. Sean McDonough speaking to WEEI in Boston oh. yesterday. He also, I believe, he followed that up, too, by criticizing the weak slate of games on Monday night, just saying how it was mostly bad games. And people were pointing out ESPN didn't exactly rush out to protect the relationship with the NFL yesterday by saying, oh, hey, he does not speak on behalf of us. We love the Monday night slate of games. They remain silent on this. So McDonough was on our show, and he was great. He was engaging for like 15 minutes. He's not the most dynamic personality. Feels like a bit of an Eeyore. I don't know. Like, well, and Gruden, that's a dream job, and he's kind of being like, eh, it wasn't fun. Well, why wasn't it fun? Make it fun. I Gruden don't know. didn't enjoy it that much, supposedly, was the story on background, right? Because he loved with working McDonough? with he loved working with Tariko. So Tariko made it Tariko. fun. The games were crap. The Jaguars played on Monday night with Tariko. He made it fun. I think it was more McDonough just McDonough's kind of a dry personality and should be doing college basketball and college football. Which is what he'll be back on now. College football, right? He's, yep. I think he's going back to their top team. That's he fine. He'll be big time on Saturday nights, right? I think that's uh, the uh, yeah the assignment now. Uh, last one, Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins, Eagles won a Super Bowl. Came prepared for the Super Bowl parade this year with three cases of cognac. He was ready to go. And 
Turns out he did that because he learned from past mistakes. You remember perhaps when he was with the Saints, he won a Super Bowl in New Orleans as well. To GQ, quote, In New Orleans, it was right before Mardi Gras, but there was probably 900,000 people down in the streets. I just assumed there'd be alcohol on the floats. And it was like the streets are closed and we can't even make a quick run to go get some. So we gave a police officer 700 bucks, turns uh, turns his lights on, leaves, come back, comes back with two boxes of stuff for us. Didn't take much. We just said, we need some liquor. Can you help us out? He was like, yeah, give him the money, lights on. He's back in 20 minutes later with all the booze they needed. And there, ladies and gentlemen, is the Philadelphia Police Department at work. Like, okay. I said you, New Orleans. That was New Orleans. Joe. Oh, I thought you were t- talking about for this year. No, that was New Orleans. Well, Mardi it's the same, same police department. Same, they're, listen, all, they're all corrupt. Same, same police department. And honest to God, could we get you a comb again? <laughs> don't, don't touch your hair. Take a photo, No, Phil. he did last look time. At, no, no, no. He you, did last time. You he fixed did last it last time. time. He did last You no, look no, like a big bird right no, now. No, I didn't. You've this, got a giant is, thing right in the middle of This is the happening look. This is, this, I told you guys, I told you this two get days this ago. Man, get this man a runway right I to, now. I told you guys, gel life. Why won't you listen? <laughs> Once again, what? you look like it's, Cameron Diaz. It's, it's something the, about It's Mary. the gel life. I tried to explain this to you two days ago. Phil took a picture. I don't think he tweeted it two days ago, right? I forgot to tweet it. Okay. I'll tweet this one out. Yeah. Okay. Hashtag gel life. This is going to catch on. This is my 48-year-old making a statement. He's going to catch on. Are you going through a midlife crisis right now? I got the gel life going. This is not a midlife crisis. Where's your motorcycle parked? This is not. You're turning into a rookie by the day. Exactly. (laughs) Well, I mean, he is a pretty smart guy. He's got a good gig. Just ask him. Let's be honest. Got a very good gig. Um, Hey. Actually, uh, breaking news, breaking bonus stuff from... SI.com, Jenny Vrentis wrote about Kirk Cousins, and in the middle of her story from yesterday's press conference, she clarifies the dinner diet gate thing. I'm just going to read this now. Um, On Wednesday, Kirk and his wife flew to Minneapolis with their five-month-old son and uh, dined with Vikings Brass that night. And for the record, Cousins would like to clear up reports that his special diet caused the team to take him to a different restaurant. To oh, go away break- from Manny's. Oh, this almost deserves a breaking news sound. Quote, right I just ate what they served, Kirk Cousins says. It was a steakhouse, and I loved it. He ate a steak at Capitol Grill. I think there's some... There, was there a falling out between the Vikings and Manny's? So we're definitely no. blaming Vikings but for being, the choice. But Cousins was blamed yes. initially for the U-turn. This is... Okay, I think this is the Vikings thinking that they were going to get cute and not go to Manny's because all the media expected him to be there. But instead of being like, well, we should go out in Egan or something where they can't find us, you well, still went right downtown. If they would have gone to Applebee's in Egan, they would have been fine. But they went it essentially much cheaper too, by the way. They essentially went around the corner from Manny's, so they were destined to be found there. Yeah, I don't like. I mean, this is once again Capital Girls, fantastic, but it's a chain. You got to go local. Why? So he said, "Hey, I listen. It was a cheat day so for me. This diet I had a steak." That's what I was going to say. Is this diet then a sham or Some, just a cheat day? I think it was a cheat day. Does Tom Brady have cheat days? Well, you saw him on... Yeah, drinking, on alleged, allegedly drinking a beer. And eating a strawberry. That was part of his cheat now, day. He ate a strawberry. Is, he I, I doesn't the, eat sugary fruits. Oh, I see. I thought the strawberry was actually part of his plan if he wanted. He just didn't like them. I thought that's how I he think that's that the, I think you're allowed strawberries. Maybe okay. you can't eat a ton of them. Yeah. I don't know. But yes, you're allowed. Uh, all I know is that Cousins completely... 
violated his diet the fir- first time that he met <coughs> first time he met Spielman. Oh, it doesn't show a lot. It doesn't show nope. much discipline. Bad it does not. I'm changing it to three picks on opening day. Bad leadership. Next season. Bad Write leadership. that down. Forget the touchdowns. <laughs> Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. What are you trying to prove here anyway? I'm studying the effect of negative reinforcement. Mackey and Judd. The effect? I'll tell you what the effect is. It's pissing me off. On 1500 ESPN. Nominated for three Academy Awards, I, Tanya is the hilariously twisted film about one of the most sensational scandals in sports history. Producer Margot Robbie and Academy Award winner for Best Supporting Actress Allison Janney star in this darkly funny and entertaining examination of Tanya Harding, the most controversial figure in the history of figure skating, and the headline-grabbing scandal that mesmerized a nation. I, Tanya available now on Blu-ray, DVD, and digital, and you can win your own Blu-ray combo pack right now on the 1500 ESPN stream player. I have always felt a little bit underrated, a little bit overlooked. Uh, if you, you know, go back and research my story, that's certainly a, an element there. And so as a result, there is a fire there. And um, it's a balance as a quarterback. You know, I want to stay within myself and and um, never get too high or too low. This might not be breaking news, but it's definitely developing news. Developing news. Yeah, it's definitely in progress. From the Vikings' new practice facility, we'll start with the Tom Pelissero report. NFL Network. Sheldon Richardson remains in Minnesota and is so he he came to town yesterday. Sheldon Richardson, one of the best defensive players on the market, looking to make probably between eleven and fifteen million dollars a year. He's twenty seven years old. He likes to drive fast and sometimes does drugs and gets arrested. But on the field, he's been really good. He's good at what he does. Yes, he can tackle guys. Yes, can rush. Um, so and who doesn't like to drive fast and do drugs like recreationally? You know, we all you know, we've all been there. But uh, he says. Uh, Tom Pelissero says Richardson is is back in town for a second day, getting the full stadium tour today. Uh, and sources say he was picked up by the general manager Spielman in a jet, had lunch with Kirk Cousins and others in the owner's suite yesterday. Vikings would like to close him if the price is right. Mark Craig, also from the Star Tribune, says this, Richardson still in town on his Vikings visit, hearing of at least three other teams interested. We'll see how it goes. I, I think they're going to close him. I think this might depend on, so I saw a report last night um, that Courtney had that Vikings were in progress of restructuring Latavius Murray's contract. So my guess is that they're going to create, and I think today was the day that a good portion of his 2018 salary in Murray's case was going to be guaranteed. So I think they're going to do that restructure and then try and close on Sheldon at some point today. Yeah. That's, that, my, I mean, that's my guess. I mean, that would be... Think about that offseason just right there alone. I know you lost Jarek McKinnon, and and there's going to be it's possible you lose Brian Robinson or something. He's been he's been great for ten years, but to add the best available starting quarterback and an above average at worst and maybe top ten guy at the top end at quarterback, and then to add one of the best defensive players on the market, a guy in his prime. This wouldn't be like a thirty one year old take a flyer on a guy who's over the cliff. If Sheldon Richardson can keep his well, keep his nose clean would be kind of a he doesn't he's not he was marijuana for him, right? I think so. Okay, so keep his nose clean wouldn't uh, apply in that drug sense. But if he can just like not get arrested for driving 140 miles an hour, that interior uh, that interior line suddenly yes. becomes better, and it, it was good because Joseph was fantastic. But if you have if you now have an 
if you don't have a defensive line, forget interior, if you have Griffin, Sheldon Richardson, Linval Joseph, you've got Hunter, you got a hell of a defensive line then. Yes. I guarantee you that Zim would smile at that press conference. <laughs> I guarantee you. Yeah. Okay, would you rather, just real quick, a quick would you rather, Honey Badger, you can only get one big-name defensive player, Honey Badger or Sheldon Richardson? That's tough. Off the top of my head, I would say Sheldon. I think if you could, I think if your defensive line was that good, because Richardson can rush and the quarterback, is, and I think passable, and I think you get more sacks that way. So I think the presence of Richardson on your defensive line makes the opponent's passing game that much weaker. I would go for interior defensive line. I think. Yeah, that'd be a hell I of a. I think pick, I would too, but I would not. I would not be uh, disappointed on behalf of the Vikings landing either one of those guys. I mean, hell, maybe they can land both. I don't know. They got money. They have some money to spend, and and we're going to talk to Courtney in like twenty minutes. They're creating more money too, so they went in with top five cap space, and they've talked to Latavius Murray. They've they've restructured to make room for even more, and they're doing that for a reason. Obviously, did you know Nissan EVs have traveled eight billion miles? Just a quick trip to Pluto and back. And what did we learn along the way? Well, that an EV can take on the world, like the Nissan LEAF. It can move racing forward and take your breath away, like the all-new Nissan Aria. We learned to make EVs that electrify. 8 billion miles driven by LEAF owners globally since 2010. Aria not yet available for purchase. Expected availability late fall. Subject to change.